A couple of podcasts ago, I did part of an episode on the Game Awards. It was about them revealing their nominees at the time, and I made some predictions on who might the winners be. I wasn't planning to do a follow-up, but then I got excited about some of the games announced during the event, and I had to gush. I'll cover GTA 6 next week, but this week is going to be the Game Awards on this edition of Backlog Challenger Weekly. Hey guys, I'm Christopher Brooks, and we're following up on those Game Awards predictions. I made notes of the predictions that I made last time so I can compare them here. Like last time, I'm leaving out the events slash streamer slash esports categories because I don't really care about those. But congrats to the respective winners. Anyway, let's get started. Best multiplayer went to Baldur's Gate 3. I predicted Street Fighter 6, which was dumb because you can play the entire campaign co-op on Baldur's Gate 3. That puts it head and shoulders above Street Fighter 6. Best sim slash strategy game went to Pikmin 4. I predicted Fire Emblem Engage. I played that demo and it was a fine ass time, so no arguments here on Pikmin. Best sports game went to Forza, which I correctly predicted. Best Family Game went to Mario Bros. Wonder, which I also correctly predicted. Best Fighting Game went to Street Fighter 6. It plays well and is the most feature-rich Street Fighter since Alpha 3. The DLC pricing is kinda iffy though. Best RPG went to Baldur's Gate 3. Duh. Tears of the Kingdom won Best Action Adventure. I predicted Spider-Man 2, but I wasn't confident in my prediction. Armored Core 6 took best action game. Score another one for me. Best AR slash VR game went to Resident Evil Village. The reason I predicted Horizon was because it was a brand new game made just for VR as opposed to VR being retrofitted to an existing one. In any case, I need to play Resident Evil Village. Baldur's Gate 3 won best community support. Early access made Baldur's Gate 3 possibly the most polished game I've ever witnessed. Honkai Star Rail won best mobile game, which I predicted because it's Hoyover shit and it's what they do. Cocoon won best debut indie. I predicted Drudge would win. I never heard of Cocoon until that last podcast episode, so I didn't know much about it. Sea of Stars won Best Indie. I guessed that one right because it's just Super Chrono Trigger. Best Ongoing Game went to Cyberpunk 2077. I predicted Final Fantasy XIV because an MMO is an ongoing game by design and XIV just happens to be good. Fixing a game that wasn't supposed to be released in a shitty state to begin with doesn't make it ongoing. This is probably the winner I disagree with the most. Neil Newbon got the best performance win for a Stargon in Baldur's Gate 3, as I predicted. When I do finally get to Baldur's Gate 3, a Starion is going to be my right-hand man, Fosho. Final Fantasy 16 got best music slash score. I predicted Hi-Fi Rush, but I totally understand why it lost. Soken is just that strong. Best art direction went to Alan Wake 2. I predicted Lies of P, but... 
If all the stuff I've been hearing about Alan Wake is true, then it's truly an argument for games as an art form. Speaking of Alan Wake 2, it also won Best Game Direction and Narrative. I predicted Baldur's Gate 3 for Narrative, but I was right on the money with Game Direction. And of course, Baldur's Gate 3 won Game of the Year. Shocker. I didn't have predictions for Best Audio, Accessibility, and Games for Impact, but Hi-Fi Rush, Forza, and Tashia took those respectively. So, out of the 22 categories I covered, I got about 14 of them right. Not bad at all. Other than that ongoing game category, I pretty much agree with all the picks here. There was some weird discourse online about Spider-Man 2 not getting any wins, and it's like, yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of Spider-Man 2, but it's just more Spider-Man with refinements and polish. Also, competition was stiff as hell this year. All I'm saying is that there's too much good shit out there to be wanting over some console war bullshit. Speaking of good shit, let's talk about some of the stuff that got announced that evening. God of War Ragnarok had some free DLC coming out. Apparently it's called Valhalla. It's a roguelite with God of War's combat system. Hideo Kojima's Xbox project is going to be called OD, and he's teaming up with another director for the project. This time, it's going to be Jordan Peele. Capcom revealed their next Monster Hunter game called Monster Hunter Wilds, and it looks like Monster Hunter and the Serengeti. Arcane Studios are making a new Marvel game based on Blade. I think this is a perfect combo. Imagine Blade's skill set being played with by the developers of Dishonored slash Deathloop. I think they might have a hit here. Final Fantasy XVI is also getting in on the DLC train with two new campaigns called Echoes of the Fallen and The Rising Tide. The first one is already out and takes place before the final battle of Ultima. The next DLC won't hit until spring of next year. Skull and Bones is getting a release date. For real this time, guys. It's coming out February 16th, 2024. Yeah. We'll see. Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi 4 is officially called Dragon Ball Sparking Zero, and has a proper reveal trailer out now that you can watch. No word yet on if it's going to include any manga characters. Square Enix revealed a new mana game called Visions of Mana. It looks like Trials of Mana with more open world stuff thrown in. Not much for me to go on though. Hellblade 2 showed off some stuff. It's coming out in 2024 at some point. Speaking of Ninja Theory, Rise of the Ronin got a new trailer and a release date for March 22nd, 2024. Black Myth Wukong is coming out August 20th, 2024. Guilty Gear Strive added Elfelt to their roster. Sega remembered that it made other things besides Sonic and Yakuza, and showed off quick gameplay of Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio, and Shinobi. No release dates were shown, and this was all in a montage, but it does add credence to Sega's earlier claim about developing bigger games. Maybe these are the ones. Other stuff got announced too, like, like new projects from the developers of Dead Cells, Untitled Goose Game, and Dead by Daylight. It seems like there are just as many reveals as there were awards to give out this year. Something must have been in the air. And that was the Game Awards 2023. It was okay, for an awards show at least. These things tend to be popularity contests and circle jerks, but honestly, this year was a good reason for it. 
There were many great games released this year that there were enough strong candidates in each category to make it interesting. Of course, you still have your obvious Game of the Year picks, but it felt deserved. But it feels deserved just because Larian didn't cut any corners. There weren't any weird onstage moments this year either. Only thing of note was Christopher Judge, Kratos from God of War, going out on stage and taking a dig at Modern Warfare 3's campaign length, which Activision got pissy about later. But it's like, y'all knew this shit wasn't acceptable, and he went along with it anyway. Oh man. Enjoy that low ass Metacritic score, guys. And that's this week's episode. If you want more content, look up Backlog Challenger on YouTube and on TikTok. And I'm also on Twitter at BacklogCristo1. I got a Yu Yu Hakusho video coming out at some point this week to line up with the release of the Netflix live action show. Which, um, hopefully it turns out to be decent. We'll see. That's pretty much all I have for this week, so I will catch you guys next week on Backlog Challenger Weekly.